0: Sands Podcast, a belly up sports media podcast.
1: What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dave from the New Era Sands podcast. We want to thank you for joining us on episode six of the season. With me, as always, is Phil and Eric. You can find them on Twitter at p and EricSampson93. You can find me at JD underscore Hockey Talks. Man, do we ever got an episode for you guys. Uh, first, we want to apologize for missing last week. Uh, a lot of us were sick. There's a lot of illnesses going around right now. and it Kind of made it uh, almost impossible. Eric, I can hear your puppy barking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, let's dive right into it. We got a juicy one here. DJ Smith. We were literally texting about how he's never going to get fired, and 53 minutes later, <laughs> the, the Ottawa Senators, the Ottawa Senators release DJ Smith from his contract as the head coach of the Ottawa Senators. They bring in Jacques Marte, who's got some deep history in Ottawa, uh, including, if I'm not wrong, nine playoff appearances in a row. Including a president's trophy, and they bring in Ottawa Senator's legend and god Daniel Alfredson, who's also gonna be behind the bench games, uh home and away games. Sorry. Uh Eric, we're gonna start with you, man. Because you were the one 53 minutes before the thing came out that was that was really like they're never gonna fucking fire him. So I mean, fifty three minutes after that, how did you feel? Um,
2: I was working and I I seen um phil's text like literally just before that and i wasn't sure and so i went on twitter to to just see what the news was and lo and behold dj is fired um and needless to say i i was beyond the moon (laughs) it's it's (laughs) something that was it should have happened a month ago but I, some people
1: argue it should happen at the beginning of the season I,
2: I will say i i didn't think that it it was gonna happen um they to me they waited too long and it was coming across that they were ready to just ride them out for the year and and just deal with it basically um so the it the news made me happy but a uh, I was very, very
0: surprised.
1: Philly, what was your first reaction?
0: Uh, my first reaction was, thank God. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I can finally use those tweets I've been saving in my drafts for the last like couple months. I was about uh, to say,
1: for those who don't know, Phil's had a tweet about DJ's termination ever since PD got fired, and he's been waiting. He's, just, he's had that thing on blast in his drafts since that day. So weren't you uh, weren't you at work? Didn't you celebrate at work or something?
0: Yeah, I jumped up and was like, um, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Um, and my boss was like, "What happened?" He's just as big of a sense fan as I am. He, he's got the other season seat package that I do. So sometimes we like we'll swap games. And he's like, "Oh, I want to go see them." I'm like, "Oh, I got tickets. I don't want to go see them." Oh, you got tickets for that? I'll grab I'll grab his seats. But yeah, he even let out a jump for joy. He's like, "I don't know how how he even kept his job." <laughs> especially like <coughs> since since Dorian got fired because he's like, that would have been the perfect opportunity to clean house, start fresh, bring somebody in on the interim and then at least salvage the season. But uh, it might be a little too late for that. But I'm not throwing out any, not throwing in the towel yet. I'm still optimistic that we can definitely, definitely push, I think, as hard as we can to try and at least grab that last wildcard spot
1: well, we're still on a pace to play a game every two days right up to the end of January. So there's a yep. lot of hockey left over the next you know six weeks. Yep. Um, so for me personally, for, for those who, who don't know what I look like because it's an audio podcast, I'm a chubby guy with a beard. But I walked up to my drafting table and started twerking. I'm not even kidding. I literally started twerking. <laughs> and everybody in my office was looking at me. But um, – on a serious note, though, one thing that we all agreed on, and I think a lot of people on Twitter agreed on, too, was it, it, it's it's kind of a one of those firings that it's the first time I felt bad for a coach because legitimately, DJ is a good person. Everyone says he's a good person. And he's, he's a really, really kind-hearted guy. Everyone gets along with him. He's just not the guy for the job. And at the end of the day, in any business, you'll always find guys like that It happens where you gotta like go over a really good person and it sucks, but they're just not right for the job. And I think that's kind of where we're at. We're all celebrating for the change. We're just not celebrating the dismissal of DJ Smith. But the change was necessary. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been a long time coming. Um, I I fanned boy, I swear to god, I fanboyed when I found out it was Jacques Martin Alfie. I'm like that 90s connection. Like, I follow the Sens hard, right? Since 93, 94. Like since day one, pretty much. Man, I've been following them hard. So, like, to see captain slash old coach that gave us so much success together behind the bench, I'm like, that's that's very sexy. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Phil. What do you think of the Jacques Barté interim head coach slash Daniel Alfredson behind the bench, who, by the way, we are 2-0 and with Alpha behind the bench, so that's got to stand for something. But what do you think about them coming in?
0: <clears throat> um, I think it's pretty cool. Nostalgia-wise, it's pretty awesome, to be honest with you. Uh, like you, I'm also a diehard Been um, for the better part of 28 going, this is my 29th season in the uh, Ottawa Senators fandom. Uh, so right at the heart of uh, the start of the runs and everything like that up until he unfortunately was dismissed, but um, it's nice to see him come back. I didn't have a chance to kind of listen to the, uh, uh, a little bit of the press conference there. So the way he's alluded, and by he I mean Steve has alluded to like what might happen, is that like he's just strictly here for interim basis. They're optimistic that they will f- find both a GM and head coach replacement this season. So yeah. it's it, just a game-by-game game game basis, but I think Alfie is probably sticking behind the bench. I saw that he's taking care of the power play, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, that guy was a power play monster.
0: Yeah, 410 points in his career mm-hmm. in all of a of his uniform on the yeah. power play. So you can't get any better than that.
1: And, like, I don't have, like, like Lulim's Martian inside information, but I have a couple of inside sources that, like, they can't break any news to me, but, like, they can tell me certain things. And from what I'm hearing is definitely the same thing. Jacques Martin is definitely just interim. He doesn't want to be the head coach permanently. And they're not rushing to get a head coach but they do want to get it done sooner rather than later because they do want a coach to like, they're about to learn a new system with Jacques Martin. and Then you get another coach that's going to come in. So they, they want to get that flipped over as soon as, as, as they can. So I'm honestly expecting some a head coach probably to come in by the middle of January is what I'm expecting. That's, that's just my thought. So Eric, what do you think of, uh, of uh, Jacques Martin and Alfie coming in? Uh,
2: I think it's good. i um, Alfie's the legendary Alfie. Um, I, I grew up watching him. He he was my all-time favorite, probably her, her, right next to Carlson. Um, again, two different players, but um, Alfie is definitely a, a sense legend. Um, and, and Martin, he's, he just – he has this pedigree to him that – his defensive systems are just amazing. Um, so and with the Sens kinda not really having a defensive system at the moment. Um
1: so while, while the West in their own zone half the time.
2: <laughs> hopefully this can uh, do a 80 and turn things around.
1: Yeah, so like Jacques Martin, he's gotten a lot of criticism as well, like he hasn't coached the league in a long time and he hasn't had much success. But I'm like, dude, he's he's been behind the bench and he's gotten cups. Um in Ottawa, we got like nine straight years in the playoffs. That's not an that's not an easy task, right? Uh you know, president's trophy. What I like the most is he's he's a tactician. Like that guy is calculated to the very last thing he does. I I guarantee you that guy has tactics behind his day-to-day life. Like he's insane when it comes to you know how he does things and very detail oriented. And then you got Daniel Alfredson. Like, nobody knows the game in Ottawa better than Daniel Offertson. Like, that guy is a senator through and through. And to have him coach that power play, like, I, a lot of people are like, well, we might not see, um, we might not see much changes, like, you know, pr- really quick. Like, it might take a few weeks, which they're true. But at the end of the day, one of the other topics I was going to bring up, bring it up now, may as well, was, um, the new coach pick me up boost. We've seen it, like, you know, the Oilers, they went with nice straight wins after, um, is that something you guys see that can happen here? What do you think, Eric?
2: Um like I could see there being a boost. Um just but I don't see it being as crazy as as, as the Edmonton one was. That that was something else, but I do think that the Sens are gonna kind of go on a bit of a run. Um I think they if they back DJ as much as they claim to back him, I, th- I think they get pissed off and go playing pretty much lights out. And I'm I'm hoping it's for the better, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, but I don't care if you're Tim Stutzler or Brady Kachuk. If you're not playing for, for Alfredson – Fuck exactly. You. Go exactly. fuck yourself. You're, you're gonna play for Alfie. And that's another thing. Like, if you're mad at a game, you're not gonna boo Alfie. What you know what he's uh-huh. gonna do? He's gonna take a broken stick and he's gonna to pretend to throw it at you in the freaking stands. That's what he's gonna do. Like, you can't get pissed at Alfie.
2: What I will say is with the, with the whole Alfie thing. I'm I'm a little worried that if it if it goes south and like if they don't give results and like they need to move Alfie or like to a a different position I'm I'm a little worried that he might get a little too much backlash I hope not
1: but I I think part of the reason why they brought him in is one because he'll he'll make a really good coach but two but because they know that even if there's bad games we trust Alfie as a fan base we do Mm -hmm. and we know there's gonna be growing pains there's gonna be good games and bad games and I think that the the organization knows that we're going to back Alfie. If Alfie says, you know, like, relax, we're going to relax because we know he knows what he's talking about and mm-hmm. we trust him, right? So, uh, Philly, what do you think, man? Do we get a big, big jump, big push with this new coaching change?
0: Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic in regards to that. I think uh, that I'm not holding out any hope that there's going to be uh, a big run for Ottawa. It'd be nice to see see them go on like that 9 run or whatever there but like I'm hoping that like at least we can win like I'll say and if they're going to go nine games a 4-3-2 and two record you know what I mean at least get 10 points out of a possible 18 yeah. which what? I think would be more realistic with having the new systems coming in and whatnot and so dude
1: Hot take: If Ottawa wins nine straight, I will get a sense tattoo on my chest. I swear to God, do do I, I do got it. my I got my son's footprint on my left side over my over my heart, his actual footprint. Like I got to put an ink pad and I got a tattooed on me. I will put I will put the Alfie on the other pec. Uh, the Alfie, <laughs> the sense logo on the other on the other pec. I mean, I get a picture of Alfie too. That man is that man's a god to us, right? So, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, we, we definitely need that jump. Uh, the road trip so far has been horrible. It's been ugly. Uh, Ottawa has uh, just probably in the last few games, I think two or three times where they're leading and then they lose. Um, hopefully something comes about this second period, whoa, because the second period, it just looks like it's a different team that comes on the ice. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's um, honestly, we go for family walks every night and I usually wait for the last five minutes of the second period. So that way I'm back for the third, but now I just started walking during that second period. Cause I'm like, I don't even want to watch it. Like it's that, that horrible. Right. So um, what's your thoughts, Phil on the road trip so far? Good, good and bad stuff. Um,
0: I mean, I watched the St. Louis game. I didn't watch yesterday's game at all. I was just not, wasn't feeling it. I don't know. I had some weird feeling that something bad was going to happen. And obviously, there, the next day, something
1: did. There a like, lot of diehard fans that, on Twitter yeah. that are like, I'm not watching the game. They just didn't. A lot of guys didn't.
0: Yeah, I just kept tabs on the score and whatnot. Just like saw on Twitter as soon as I saw like the Vegas jump out to an early lead and whatnot. I was like, nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. And you could tell that. DJ was defeated. You could tell that the team was defeated, deflated, and not feeling, not feeling anything. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm sh- sure DJ, the person, the human, is is great stand up guy. I'm seeing stories on Twitter of like um, f- a few stories and stuff like that with them, him taking time out of his busy schedule to. Uh, to meet with them, show them around the facilities, meeting the players goes to show how good of a guy he is. But as a coach, right, I know we're a young a young roster, but you brought on Tarasenko, uh, you've brought on Giroux, both guys that wore letters at their previous uh, previous teams, right? So you brought in the leadership into the room, and Brady has gotten better, uh, in, in his leadership qualities, same with Shabbat and stuff like that. So you do have the leadership there. Those guys should have stepped up and said, hey, listen, like we need to st- straighten up. We need to f- be better, not only for ourselves, but for the coach. Rally behind the coach and say, hey, we're sorry. We're letting you down. What can we do to be better? There wasn't any of that, right? You could see the even the last three games I watched, even the Carolina game, there's no, there's no drive. He knew – he knew his days were done. He knew his time was up, and it was not a matter. It was not a matter of if; it was when. So, as the road trip went on, you could see that, like, okay, this is it. This is done.
1: I feel like you couldn't see DJ's soul through his eyes for the last like month. Like he was almost like soulless. Like he just, I don't know. Like you could tell he knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. He was just waiting for it, type deal.
0: Yeah. You can so. see even at even at home, like the few games I did go to, uh, one game I was at, we lost. He left with a minute, eighteen seconds left in the game. Left the bench completely, like didn't even bother to stay in behind. Let his rest of his coaching staff coach the rest of the game. they were already down and out, and that's as a fan is that angers me.
1: Yeah, I bet it does. Eric, road trip so far, thoughts, takes.
2: Um. Horrible all around. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the the last couple games, you, you could see the team just deflate. They they lost all emotion. Um, Brady f- f- fighting for for what? For nothing? Like the the team's not really responding back. They're not getting results. Um, it's d DJ looks uninspired and, frankly, a little like just doesn't want to be there. Um, it's 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 just not something you want to see. As a fan, it's it's very, I don't know if if I say disturbing, but I, I, I don't know the word for it. It's just bad.
1: No, well, fair enough. Yeah, it's it's not been a good. I mean, the one thing that we've learned is Ottawa can score goals. We don't we don't need help scoring, like they no. can score goals and they've proven that. They've they've put up goals, you know, three against Vegas, for example. You know what I mean? Um, like they scored a lot against Dallas, you know, the Rangers. Like they can they can beat the best goalies in the league. It's keeping the puck out of their own net that's a problem, and that's mm-hmm. been and it, it honestly like when they're winning, it's almost like they just stop caring. And when they're losing, it just seems like they're deflated, right? And so one way or another, it goes down to the third period and hoping they can battle back. And one thing we used to be able to say about Ottawa is there was never any quit in their game. They fought to the last minute. And I, I find in the last month or so, when they're defeated, they, they play defeated, and that's just out of character for them. So one thing I like about Martin and Alfie is I really don't think they're, they're going to let that. Uh, let that keep going. They're gonna they're gonna light a fire on everybody's ass. Um, Matthew Joseph, one of the biggest surprises of the season, uh, he's out. We don't know how long. All they said was an extensive period of time. Uh, it sucks because he's a defensive forward, which we really need right now. Uh, he's a penalty kill specialist. Um, he's uh, really fast on breakaways, but can't score. Um, but at the end of the day. I think it really hurts us. Um, I mean, they called the, up. They called the up Crooker. Crooker looked decent. I mean, I had no problems with the game. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the like the tweets before, where like he got emotional about his first game. He was so excited. I don't know if you guys watched his rookie lap, like as he's walking out, like the fire in his face. Like that boy looked like he was ready for some shit. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, what do you guys think about? Uh, Matty Joe, I mean, being out like long term, like if he's out for months or if he's out for, you know, week to week, we don't know yet. We don't know what the deal is. But like, how does this affect the team? What do you think, Phil?
0: Um, I think if we can keep uh, Kirkshank in the lineup, I think he'd be a decent replacement for speed. Uh I, one, I saw his rookie lap and the guy was flying right out of the gate, which was awesome to see. Uh, But also watching his game too in the HL, Um, he's good. And even he's gotten even better this year. He's taken in, taken the next step and shown that he uh, doesn't need to stay there at all. Like he he's he's ready to ready to come up. Um, so hopefully, knocking on wood. I have a wood desk here, so I'm going to knock. Josie's not out for too long, but if he is out for an extended period of time, at least we've got a guy that can score, uh, can pass, create great space, has speed, and uh, is a little bit of a better finisher than, than Josie is.
1: Yeah, if he could put up, like, 22, 23 points in a season, like, that's that's a solid fourth-line guy. Like, 100%. that's what you need, right? So, uh, Eric, what do you think? Joseph out, if he's out for a period of time, you know, are you comfortable with what we have in front of us? Do you think, you know, do you think Crooker's a good guy to stay there while he's out, or? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I think cooker can slide in nicely. I I just think he needs a c- couple games to get adjusted to the NHL. But I th- I think once he gets a few and and he gets a feel for it, I th- I th- think he's gonna be fine.
1: Hot take: Cooker's gonna get his first NHL goal tomorrow.
2: Hot Eight. take, boys. Hot there take.
1: I could see it. <laughs> 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 uh, so as we're approaching the midway of December, we're past the midway of December. We're about a month, a little over a month away from Pinto returning. Uh, now reports were he's been at the Sensplex with uh, Alfie training. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's going to go down to Belleville for some conditioning games or not, or if they're going to, you know, put him right into the thick of things in the NHL. Um, what do you guys think when Pinto returns? Should he? go down for a game and just see how he is and if if he needs more sit, keep him down there for a few more games or should they put him straight into the NHL what do you think eric um
2: with them not having have played in a bit i'd personally give him a game or two down below um but i i could see them just throwing him right to the fire bring him right in with ottawa
1: philly
0: yeah i don't i don't think he uh I think give him a, a bit of time to get his conditioning back up here uh, when he can start, when he can start training. Cause he's allowed like 10 days prior to uh, uh, to his suspension being done. He's allowed to start training with the team staff. So mm-hmm. I think I know uh, the best way to get in game shape is actually to be in a game, not at the other level in the HL, not to knock that league because it's fantastic for the development of everybody. But I think, uh, I think Pinto's, level of skills past that. I think the best thing to do is kind of just throw him to the wolves, uh, allow him to get a few games under his belt before we actually make a full fledged judgment there. And from, from there, I think like allowing him to start skating with the team 10 days prior, allow him to practice and everything. And then throwing him, throwing him right, right to the wolves is I think the best thing.
1: See, I think if the team's on a roll, if they're doing really good, then you set them down for some good conditioning because you don't want him to come in there and fuck shit up or slow things down. Like, you want him, you know, to get some, some reps in, right? And if you play him, you know, 22 minutes down in the A, that's it's not a bad thing. Like, yeah, it's not the same as the NHL, but it's a good way to get the blood pumping. But I sure. think if, if they're kind of, you know, zigzaggy up and down or not doing too good, then yeah, just put them right in. I mean, at that point, you got nothing to lose, right? That's just kind of my mentality on it. Um one of the things that we've seen questioned a lot lately is the team maturity. Uh so like for example, Brady going after the goalie um on that uh penalty shot or, or sorry on the uh was it a penalty shot or was it a shootout yeah. goal? Penalty shot. shot. Yeah, penalty That's shot. That. Yeah, that penalty shot, and then he trips him. And that on its own is his own discussion. But you know, they're like, you know, he shouldn't have done that. Uh, you know, people are posting videos about what Brady was partying and stuff like that. Um, I got my own take on it, but what do you guys think? Phil, I'll go with you first. What do you think about team maturity? Are they mature? Are they very mature? Like, what do you see?
0: I mean, like, his more like more maturity for him will come, right, as he starts getting older and, like, becoming more of a veteran in the league. Like, he, he came in in 2018-19 was his first season. Um, and to be honest with you, I think – Having like again, I'm sure DJ as a person is a fantastic human being, um, stand up guy. But as a coach, we need guys that behind the bench that will hold their players accountable and be a disciplinarian. There hasn't been any of that.
1: Do you think Jacques Marte brings in like a when you're on the road, like back your ass in the hotel at like a 10 p.m. rule, or you're Probably, probably. I, I'd wouldn't, hope to see something like that.
0: wouldn't be surprised if he brought back his, uh, his post-game interviews on the bike.
1: I remember the Shanahan interview where he was pretending to pedal to make fun yeah. of him. and I was just like, like, I hate you, but it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Eric, what do you think about this team maturity, buddy? Um, I,
2: I'm going to probably go against the grain on a lot of people. Um, I personally think what Brady did in the shootout was fine. I mean the play, in my opinion, was a little dirty on because <laughs> the goalie's end. So I I don't see him as immature for reacting to him diving at, at his skates. Um but like leader wise, I I think Brady for his age is perfectly fine. Like the guy is what twenty-three ish. Some something like that, so yeah, he's he is he has a lot of room to grow, but for his current age, he's fine.
1: See, my problem isn't the on ice stuff, I think you show some emotion. Uh, to honestly, a league that like is very robotic, and that's what we have in NHL. So, I mean, like, you know what, do what other teams are doing, do what other players are like. I got no problems with how he acted. The amount of people are like, oh, you know. should not have been a tripping blah 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 I'm like bro like I watched that replay over and over at like 20 like 0.25 speed he doesn't even make it a tap to go at the puck brady's got the he's got the puck on the left side the entire time but his goalie stick goes straight for brady's right freaking skate like it wasn't even close so like but my problem is is the off light stuff like they're like I I I've seen no reports that they were out in Vegas or anything I don't know if there was anything but like they do strike me as the bunch that do go out and do stuff. You know what I mean? Which is fine, but do it after the Vegas game, not the night before. Right. And who knows what they're doing? Like, again, they may not have done nothing. Maybe they're all in bed at 9 PM. I don't know. Right. But it's, we all have reasons to believe that they party because it's what we've seen. We've seen the videos of Brady topless, you know, pouring people drinks at the bar. You know what I mean? Like, so that's kind of the image that we all get. And hopefully that's not what's going on on the road. Hopefully, their team bonding ends at a decent amount of time with a decent amount of alcohol in their system that allows them to recover quickly in the morning. So, um,
0: Before we move on, they were yep. at UFC 296 in Vegas on Saturday because there was pictures from T-Mobile Arena from Kachuk and Stone together.
1: All right, well, that's a shit show. You know it's yeah. a shit show. So, <laughs> fuck. Um, last topic I want to get on. If this coaching change does not change anything, they're still like in a in a slum. What players do you think we gotta let go of? Like, what players do you think we gotta put that fan favorite bullshit out the window and be like, listen, we need to make some big boy moves here. Put our big boy pants on, and and do this. So, like, Phil, who who do you think it, if we're in that position, realistically, three, four players, two players, one, whatever, who do you think has to go? Um. Good question. Hot take. Yeah.
0: Tarasenko. Okay. Giroux. Jeez. (laughs) And I will say either get rid of Batherson or Shabbat. But the top two, definitely Giroux and definitely Tarasenko because they will probably give us our best bang for our buck as a return.
1: Someone's gonna be yelling at the speaker over what you just said. <laughs> that's why I said hot take. <laughs> Eric, so- <laughs> hopefully you have something that's not career suicide for us here.
2: I wouldn't go that far. Um I would say probably Branny, um, Kubalik, potentially Norris. I'm I'm still on on the fence for him. Um and probably Batherson. Um nope. We in my opinion we need to, some a bigger imposing guys on the back end. Um the guys that when you're skating up against them, you're kind of like oh fuck, like like you're s- scared kind of. Um we don't have that right now besides like Sanderson and maybe Chicron. Um we have Clevin when he's ready, but as of right now, we don't. No, um, that's fair. But yeah, I, I I think the one that is going to go is probably Koopa League for sure.
1: So, again, this is all hell broke loose. We don't want to rebuild, but we need to get rid of some guys and replace some guys that will better complement what's missing on our team. Bit of a hot take as well. Maybe not as bad as Phil's, but still. I think Shabbat, Shabbat's one. He's got to go. If if all else, like I love Shabby, but you got to get rid of that fucking we love Shabby tag, like we have to. Um, and he'll get us a good return. Uh, same thing, like you said, I think I'd like, and it's impossible, you can't get Mark Mathot, but I'd like to get a Mark Mathot type player in return for someone like Shabbat. Norris, I, w- I would like to see, you know, hopefully if Norris can get a little bit better because right now his trade value is probably shit especially on that contract, but I'd like to see a more defensive center come in. But even then, you could put Pinto on that second C, and everyone's going to be like, oh, well, he didn't do that good last year. But, yeah, he was a rookie. He was a rookie. You know, like you put Pinto at the you know second-line center, you can give him some good wingers, give him a bit of time. Like he's going to he's gonna elevate his game, and he's smart defensively, really smart defensively. Um, Batherson is another one. I think Batherson, you can get a good return because he has a good contract. He's a scorer. You know, a team that doesn't allow many goals against, who's willing to take a risk on a guy who can pot some goals but isn't the best defensively, and he's hard on the puck. He really is. But I'd like to see uh, – he'd be another one I'd like to see gone. Uh, and Tarasenko. I think Tarasenko – I think I think one way or another Tarasenko's gone at the trade deadline to a contending team. Um, I, think, I think the organization probably sees it the same, and I think Tarasenko probably feels the same. But uh, those are the guys I'd like to see – I, if she, like I said, if shit does not work out and things go sideways on us, no matter what we do, then it doesn't become a, a coaching thing. It becomes a who's got to go player wise. And those are the guys I guess the best returns. I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade Giroux because that guy's a heart and soul leader and he teaches all the other guys. And I think he's, he'd be a really good mentor for like Pinto, right? Who's coming in, you know, for another full season and a half. It'd be nice to have him there. So, but uh, I wouldn't be against Branny going. I just don't see the value in him leaving, to be honest with you, um, anymore. It's just the only reason why I wanted to get rid of him before was to make room for Pinto. But I never really had a problem with Branchum's play, especially if he's playing in, like the bottom pairing. It's not that bad. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I want to ask you guys. I don't know if you guys saw the meme today. It was uh, somebody put on a picture of Hamannick talking to DJ Smith. And they're like, did did Hamannick tell DJ he was fired? <laughs> because of the because of the whole you know many telling Forsberg is getting pulled thing, so I thought it was hilarious. Like is Hammer the one that delivered the news? Okay. Like, that's that's gonna be an ongoing joke forever. I swear. Yeah,
0: that was the uh, that was capital gains there, and I tweeted up the same thing too, but on like a on a lower thread before he did. But uh,
1: uh, I didn't give you the recognition. I'm sorry. That's all. I okay, going to give you that. That's no, okay.
0: okay. no, but the picture though was perfect because like they're having a chat and whatever there, and you can see like the dejection in in DJ's face. Like it, that was the picture <laughs> it's, of, of, it's of a, what happened.
1: It's hilarious though. But um, so by the time this episode releases, we're gonna be playing Arizona today. Is what we're gonna call it. Uh, Arizona game prediction. I think Auto comes out swinging. Um. And anybody gets offended by this term. I apologize, but they're going to pull the big dick out tonight and they're going to swing it and they are going to land. Uh, what do you guys think about the game tonight versus Arizona?
0: Um, I mean, the last time I watched the game, uh, that was the time that, uh, pretty sure it was Nick Smaltz had a hat trick on us, but Cassie played pretty good. And he usually has like a hundred plus family members and friends out. So, uh, he's always played. He, well, not always, cause he hasn't played that very many games, but the last couple of <laughs> games he has played against Arizona in Arizona, he came out hot and played pretty good. He even scored. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping knocking on wood that my prediction is a six, four audible win.
1: Arizona always seems to have our number for some reason, yeah. no matter, they could be at the bottom of the league. We could be first place and they always seem to have our number. It's ridiculous. Uh, Eric, what's your predictions, bud?
2: I think they come out swinging. Uh, I think we finally get a good game from our goalies, and i th- I think we, I, th- I think we finish with, I'll say five three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that.
1: I'm gonna go six one. Yeah, six one, yeah. boys. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a crazy night. That's what I think is gonna happen. So, but uh, all right, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in episode six with us. Um, you know, let's all be patient. Let's all be nice to each other. There's a lot of, uh, internal war going on on Twitter between Sens fans. Uh, remember guys, it's just hockey. Let's just all have some fun. Let's enjoy our time and go Sens go.
0: Go Sens go.